I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Others lock up your sons. The fangirls are busting out all over. It's Fangirl Radio. Fangirl Radio. Here's the fangirls on Jackalope Radio. My name is Jessica Dwyer. A curse has settled upon the land of the vampire, or should I say, a sheen of sparkles. The fangs have disappeared, and the lonely fan of the undead searches desperately for a true creature of the darkness. That search will lead to the shadows. The dark shadows of a place called Collinwood. Greetings, fangirls and fanboys, and welcome to this new episode of the Fangirl Radio Show. I'm your host, Jessica Dwyer, as I've already mentioned. And as you can tell from the intro to this um, show is very special, and it is uh, the Dark Shadows episode. For those that don't know, uh, Dark Shadows was a brilliant um, soap opera that was back in the late 60s. It aired, it aired for over 1,200 episodes and ran from 1966 to 1971. And it was the brainchild of the brilliant, um, late, great Dan Curtis. Um, Dan Curtis is the man I consider the king of television horror, um, not only because of the wonderful Dark Shadows, but he brought so much... Um, so much great uh, fear and great horror to the small screen with movies like uh, the the Dead of Night and um, you know Trilogy of Terror, which to this day scares the living crap out of me. But Dark Shadows really was the the masterpiece that he made that uh, influenced so much of what we have today in the world of horror. And um, one of the main um, main inspirations that came from that show um, was a vampire by the name of Barnabas. Um, Barnabas really was the, the blueprint and the, the um, gauge by all heroic vampires to be uh, measured against. He, um, he was a tortured soul. He started out as a villain. He really never truly was a completely good guy. Um, and he was portrayed by the wonderful Jonathan Fred. And uh, Frid brought this great, he wasn't particularly a good looking man, but there was something about him um, still to this day that is just alluring. He, he had this tortured soul appearance to him and he had these dark eyes and he was able to bring this great menace at the same time as this great depth of sadness um, to this role. And uh, 
you know, it, he influenced so much in the way of like, you would not, I don't, I truly believe you would not have Angel, you would not have Forever Night. Heck, I don't even think you would have Lestat and Louis and, and what Anne Rice created if it hadn't been for Dark Shadows. Barnabas predates all of it. So, um, with me tonight, I have brought on a, a special guest. Um, we're actually going to have two tonight, but the first one is my sister. Her name is Leanne, and Leanne um, is the reason I've got into a lot of the stuff that I love. But most importantly, she got me into Dark Shadows, and she used to watch the show when it aired originally. Say hello, Leanne. Hello, I'm Leanne, and I'm really not as old as she's letting on. I was like five <laughs> when the show was airing. <laughs> Actually, Leanne is about the same age, I believe, as Johnny Depp, who has, is a massive Dark Shadows fan himself, and we will be talking a little bit more about Mr. Depp um, along in the show. But um, So my question to you, Leanne, is this, how, um, and this was actually asked by one of our fans, Robert Scott Taylor, and he wanted to know how young we were when we got into the Dark Shadows, um, caught the Dark Shadows fever, as it were. Oh, well, I was born in 64. It came out in 66. So, But even as as young as four and five years old, I was watching it with my mom at home. You know, she never missed it. And uh, after that, I got into the comic books and the uh, Marilyn Ross paper books, which paperback books, and uh, all of those went on for, for a long time. They, they actually went on after the show ended. The, the comic books went on, I think, for another five years after the, after the show ended. Uh, and the paperback books, they became like a, a holy grail challenge to find them and, and buy them, you know, and that's well, and, the paperbacks were 29 cents, you know. <laughs> well, and what's funny about the paperbacks is the name Marilyn Ross is who the author was, the the name of the author, the but it was actually, it was a guy and it was a dude. <laughs> it was a dude and they, they were like, basically what was great about the, the paperbacks were they were the same story pretty much. Over and over. And I loved every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> the oval faced and almond eyed ingenue of the, of the book um, would fall in love with either Quentin or Barnabas. Usually it was, I'd, they'd fall in love with Quentin and end up with Barnabas, but you know, <laughs> and they'd have to have the long walks on Widow's Hill, and they'd have they'd hold hands, and they, she'd always remark about how cold his hands were. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much it. So, yep. uh, so what do you, as as a, a fan that got to see it when it originally aired, because Dark Shadows, it's one of these acquired, it's an acquired taste in a, in that way that old school Dark Doctor Who was, where it was, you know, you could tell that the sets were were not the best they didn't have much of a budget and they actually had to do basically one take and that was it what do you think was the appeal of this that made it such a hit because it was really a big deal back in the day oh, yeah. yeah well for sure there wasn't anything else like it at the time i mean all the other soap operas are the same way they are now except you know they were way tame then but there were no vampires and werewolves and witches and all this stuff going on i mean you never knew what they were going to do next with dark shadows and you can be sure there was going to be a seance and there was going to be some creepy uh things going around and so it was always neat and it's you just couldn't wait to see what was going to happen next and, and sometimes it was pretty slow moving and hardly anything happened next but i mean what what was fun for me today when i was trying to research all this again uh 
I, I found uh, what should have happened at the end of the whole entire series. You know, the there was a writer that, that said, this is what we were going to do with each of these characters. And it was so neat. And there was so much stuff going on. I mean, there was time travel. There was witches. There were seances. There were people being killed left and right. You know, vampires, werewolves, mayhem. It was all great. <laughs> and it, what was so neat about about Dark Shadows was all the actors were re a lot like Doctor Who. All the actors um, would be re recast as other characters. You know, they 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 had a brilliant way of recycling their their cast. And I always thought that was funny, and that sometimes it could be really confusing because I believe at one point Thayer David was playing two characters in the same storyline. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so. Talking about, let's go back to Barnabas because I know you're a Barnabas girl, and oh, so I. I was in love with Barnabas from a very early age, and uh, <laughs> it took me to let's see how many years ago. About thirty years ago, I got to kiss him. <laughs> Maybe forty. <laughs> okay, no, it must have been thirty. About thirty years ago, I got to kiss him at the Sheldon Theater. <laughs> it was a very chaste kiss. <laughs> he's a he's a lovely fellow though, and uh, got to see him in his uh, Frids fiends and fools and you know he was he he presented uh works of edgar Allan poe and several other poets and stuff it was really neat and by the way you can actually he he's still around jonathan frid is very much active and alive and 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 still doing on his and website he, right he has uh, his own website and he had a little video from uh today and it's just as cute as can be and he's just got that twinkle in his eye and he's still got all his good hair and still a hottie <laughs> uh yeah now you know where i get it from so <laughs> the so what do you think because like i said barnabas he he wasn't particularly young but barnabas caught the attention of every woman in, at the time and it was funny because then you had david selby show up who was just complete hottie as Quentin, he was like the teen heartthrob, but everybody loved Barnabas. So what do you think it is that drew everybody to him? Oh, I think vampires are sexy. I think True Blood has proven that again. <laughs> and Christopher Lee proved it, and Bela Lugosi proved it. I mean, there's been quite a few that proved it, but uh, this idea of vampirism is, is, is kind of sexy. I mean, not so much the blood drinking, but the fact that you get to live forever and look good forever you know that's always a plus you know <laughs> so um and this i i i'm could be challenged by this and anyone out there that wants to bring up something that happened beforehand um please do uh the only instance i can think of and granted um there's movies i still haven't seen but the only instance i can think of like with the whole reincarnated love interest was um was the mummy and that was you know, back uh, the original with uh, Boris Karloff, and then I they also re redid that again with Christopher Lee and the Hammer version. But um, the whole romance and tragedy of Barnabas's character is surrounded with his love for Josette Dupre, who he loses in this horrible way. She she runs from him thanks to Angelique, and um, I think like this is one of the first instances where we have that in in vampire lore in a vampire storyline where 
the the eternal lost love keeps coming back and and they of course tom holland touched on that in fright night you had um you have that happen in dracula with um you know uh, and and in other films too with the vampire mythos but i believe and you've seen as many vampire movies as i have leanne or close but can you can you tell me if that was one of the first times that's been talked about you know, it's hard to say. I, I mean, because I have to tell you, Dark Shadows stole so much from all the other, you know, all the it, old horror movies. You know, let's face well, it. They stole, they stole Frankenstein's story. They stole a wolf story. They, stole, they, they were not above stealing anything from another story, but they were putting their own twist to it. And, you know. Well, and that's the thing, too, I, I, I really love Dan Curtis for because... He, Yes, it was unabashed stealing of these storylines, but in the, in a way, it was this great homage to those stories, and and how they incorporated it into the show was just amazing and so well done, and it all centered around Colin Wood and the Collins family, but you had in in one series in this series, and this is where all the horror fans out there really need to take bring you know make attention to this because you're you're gonna love the show for how it did it you had the werewolf you had you had the vampire you had the witches you had aliens you had hp lovecraft stuff with the leviathans which was you know no one had really done anything with hp lovecraft at that point but curtis the adam frankenstein yeah the frankenstein Right, they had Frankenstein, the Bride of Frankenstein was in there. You had multiple witches, multiple werewolves, you had multiple vampires going on. And not only, and, and what the brilliant part of this too is when Dark Shadows first started, Barnabas came on to, they basically wrote that character to save the show. Oh yeah, because it was kind of boring before him. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't watch the ones before him. <laughs> to me, there's not much reason for it. <laughs> well, it, it had always had like this twisted family going on thing with like I believe David tried to kill Roger at least once or twice beforehand. <laughs> I think there was some hints at the supernatural beforehand. I, I may be wrong. I can't quite remember if uh, the Phoenix storyline happened before Barnabas showed up or not because um, uh, one of the main characters um, the, the young character's mother is this phoenix who you know Egyptian lore you've got all of it in there I mean he pulled everything from everywhere um, but it was it was such a, a neat show and I mean it, even with the lack of the budget even with the, the, the bad sets you had this brilliant writing that how he managed to do all this together and then the music yeah the, the, music. the music was great yeah like you everybody remembers the music people that don't know that they remember the music you know they hear the music and they know it's a creepy music you know the, they were using it now i think for some new uh ha- halloween advertisements and stuff and i'm like no that's dark shadows music <laughs> I, <laughs> someone's getting here. royalties there you go. I'm sitting here looking at my uh, Josette's music box because that was uh, well, almost for a year they played that music box and you know he, he had it for her and I had to have one of those. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing is Dark Shadows is one of the, you know, it's right up there. I would say, well, marketing-wise at the time, it was crazy the stuff you could get. And now it's coming back. But back then you had trading cards you had it, it was everywhere it was an epidemic 
I mean, for sure. The, oh, it, was on, it was on Teen Beat or whatever their teen magazines were back then. I mean, it was a dark. It was a, a soap opera that kids watched. They actually changed the time so that kids could be home to see it. You know, running home from school. I've heard so many people say, "I ran home from school to watch it." You know, hurry up and get it on the TV. And that was back when we had big three channels to choose from and no <laughs> anything else. <laughs> Well, and, th- and that's what's so funny is, it, you know, you didn't have a lot of to pick from back then, but everybody and their brother, I, I mean, it's it's funny how many celebrities to this day say that they would run home and watch Dark Shadows and how it, it influenced them as a, as a child and what they do now. Like, I went and looked just to see who I could figure out was a real fan of the show, and I think Madonna was someone that said they went home and to watch it and they, they still remember it. And then you've got people like Quentin Tarantino, who, you know, my man, Quentin Tarantino. Um, <laughs> he he loved it. But the biggie, the two biggies, which should be no surprise, but the, the fact that somehow in some way they both, you know, zeroed in on my brain and are, are creating it um, is Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. Uh, Jan- Johnny Depp and Tim Burton um, next year are bringing Dark Shadows back to life on the big screen, which is a really big deal for me. And, <laughs> and, and you. And, um, and uh, the, the show, the, the, the film is just going to be brilliant. They've already released a couple of pictures, but what they have done is they have based the movie. Now, uh, by the way, there were two feature films that came after Dark Shadows stopped airing. Um, one was called House of Dark Shadows, and that basically was a rehash of the Barnabas storyline condensed to like an hour and a half. Um, and then they had um, Night of Dark Shadows, which did, it had Quentin in it and Angelique, um, who were absent from the, the House of Dark Shadows. Um, and basically it was a witch with the witches and the ghost storyline. There was, funnily enough, it had Quentin. It was called Night of Dark Shadows, but it did not have a werewolf. <laughs> which disappoints me but um the the new film um starring johnny depp as barnabas which apparently was a lifelong dream of his um what is actually set in the 70s which i think is brilliant i don't know about you leanne i i, I think it's brilliant Oh, it's neat. I I was surprised they did it because, you know, it costs more money to do something like that. Any period piece, as far as I know, costs more money. And um, they just went with it. Uh, Also, I loved it that he said that Jonathan Frid's Barnabas was the definitive Barnabas and he wasn't going to mess with it a lot. He was maybe just going to add a little more poetry to it, sort of. You know, so there was an interview I just read, watched on the the internet today. And I'm like, oh, good, because I don't want him to ruin the Barnabas I know just just enhance it you know <laughs> well and I have to go teehee Johnny Depp talking about poetry but uh, mm. but but you know and that was the thing that really made me happy was not only the bangs are there he's brought back the Barnabas bangs which are so important but um he gave props to what came before and 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 he's admitted he he he's really wanting to do this as an homage to that that uh, character and that series not as something that you know he's not going to try and change it as evident by what they've done with it and if you've seen the group photo 
it's amazing how much they look like who they're playing. Um, I, I was just Johnny Lee Miller looks like Louis Edmonds. I mean, it's it's creepy how much he looks like him. It's so well done. And Johnny, they've tweaked his nose to make it look like Fred's and and everything. I mean, it's it's beautiful. But oh my God, Helena Barnum Carter looks exactly like Grayson Hall. Which we haven't talked about her yet. I, I love the Dr. Julia Hoffman. I, I understood why she was in love with Barnabas. I felt for her, and I, I'm sorry that she chose to be mean to Barnabas at times because of that. But well, but he, he didn't was mean get to her. it. The guy did. The guy didn't get it. <laughs> well, and I have to. I have to point out something. You know that that whole character and relationship is the exact same thing are very, very similar to uh, the relationship between Natalie Lambert and um, Nick Knight. It, he, she's trying to cure him. She's a doctor. She's a scientist who pines away for him, not so secretly, but he refuses to love her and, and gets with all these other women instead, which that's the other part of the Barnabas character that I really, really like is the fact that um, he was never truly truly 100% a good guy. I mean, he made a lot of screw-ups and a lot of mistakes. And the oh, whole no, reason... that's he, why he got cursed. You know, he yeah. broke Angelique's heart. He messed around with Angelique when he wasn't serious with her, but she was serious. You know, he was like, no, I've got to go back and marry, you know, who I'm supposed to marry. <laughs> yeah, you were just a booty call, Angelique. I'm just... Yeah, you know, exactly. I'm well, he's got the pimp cane and the pimp coat. I mean, he For sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's like... You know, and that's, you know, back to Julia Hoffman, that that character spoke, she was, it's another one of these, she's kind of like the plain Jane character who was, but she was loyal to him and stayed by his side the whole time. And by the way, Grayson Hall was married to, I believe, the one of the lead writers on the show. And um, uh, she passed away a while back. Um, but but what, what you, when you had mentioned was the... Um, finding out where the storylines would have led if the show hadn't been canceled. Right, it said she got him at the end. She got him <laughs> at the end! <laughs> or she had to save him again. Yeah. Well, and, but the thing was, she was dying, and right. uh, according yeah. to this, this un, unfilmed, un, unshown plot, um, this whole, uh, she got sick, and they had to run away because Angelique would never let him be happy, so they stayed in what was it the far east or something and and lived together but what was uh interesting about dark shadows was um the last storyline of the show uh had jonathan you know like i said the 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 actors were um brought back in different characters and different roles and um in the last episode of the show uh, in a way, Angelique and Barnabas kind of ended up together, but not really because they were different characters. Oh, you mean Bromwell? Bromwell, Bromwell and um, I can't remember her name in that, but it was uh, was um uh, uh it was Angelique's Laura Parker um, playing a different character as well as Jonathan Fred, but they end up together. So Angelique kind of got her man at the end. Um, so it it was it was such a neat neat concept of a show and i loved i loved how they just weave these the, the one thing though that i had a problem with with the show was the multiple timelines there were so many especially with all the time travel stuff that went on it, i don't yeah it got convoluted it was like hard to follow 
Well, toward the end, I mean, you had like, I think Bromwell was actually Barnabas's son from uh, one timeline that <sighs> happened where he could have kids. And, you know, it's, it, it got a little bit much. And I think that was kind of the end of the series that when they started jumping these timelines to the point where you had like 15 Roxanne Drews and you don't know who, you know, who, which one's which, oh, she's a vampire or is this one a vampire? Wait. Which one are you? <laughs> but um, the uh, the one thing I I was going to ask you, and I wanted to ask um, Stuart, um, who is our other special guest, who um, who hopefully will be on soon. He um, it's actually like two o'clock in the morning in in the UK right now for him. So hopefully he will be able to get on and talk to us. <laughs> hopefully he set his alarm clock. <laughs> hopefully he set his alarm clock's right. Um, Stuart is actually the um, author of the New Dark Shadows comic books, um, that series that are coming out. And he's also authored um, some of the Big Finish audio dramas over in the UK that actually are starring um, the original cast members. And Jonathan Frid came back and recorded the for the first time in years um, himself as Barnabas, which is yeah, I, I was reading about that one. I want that one, and uh, I heard that it's getting an award, uh, or it's up for an award, one of the horror horror audio CD awards or something. There's some kind of oh, it's brilliant, and that. yeah, well, and and that one also stars Barbara Steele. Oh, sweet, yeah, who I've also met thanks to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Barbara Steele was at one of our Harham weekends, and uh, she was amazing. Um, she's still stunning to look at, and she's a beautiful woman. Um, but but also, she played Julia Hoffman um, to um, to kind of lead back to the uh, the lineage of Dark Shadows and and what came after the original. You had two feature films. You had the comic books. You had the 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 paperback tie-ins. But then in the 1990s, in the early 90s, um, NBC decided to, and, and Dan Curtis, who was still alive at the time, um, came back to revisit Dark Shadows. Uh, and they, um, they put on a, um, a beautifully done uh, version of the series. It only sadly lasted as one season. You had Ben and, Cross, who what was he Oscar winner at the time, or uh, definitely, or at least an Oscar nominee for sure. High, high quality, yeah. and it had some beautiful production values, but it also had some great actors, like as we said, uh, Ben Cross, who played Barnabas, and I I thought it was very funny how much he looked like um, uh, Andrew Bennett from My Vampire. I think he looked a lot like that character. He didn't look so much like. Um, Jonathan Frid, he looked very aristocratic and um, a lot more like uh, Andrew Bennett from that, that comic book series. Um, but it also had Roy Thinus, who had worked with um, Dan Curtis before in the Norless Tapes, which was another brilliant um, brilliant pilot that never was picked up as a series that had he had done. Um, uh, Gene Simmons, not the one from Kiss, um, <laughs> was Elizabeth Collins Stoddard. And um, funnily enough, not a lot of people, I think, remember that he was in this, but Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who some of you may know from um, in Inception and in the uh, currently released 50-50, um, he, um, and also soon to be in the next Batman film, was young David Collins in that. And he did a lot of screaming and running around, little poor little guy. 
Um, but that, and, and Lisette Anthony was Angelique. And it was a brilliantly done show. Very, very well done. Um, but sadly, lasted only a year. And I believe that was the first time Leanne and I went to a picket line. Yes, I've never picketed anything except I picketed for the continuation of Dark Shadows, but it didn't work out for me. <laughs> and, oh, and sadly, we found out, um, I think we found this out like at, right after that was, um, only a few months after that, uh, Leanne took me to my first Dark Shadows convention. And while we were there, um, Adrian Paul, who played Jeremiah, Barnabas's brother in that um, in that series. Yes, he, he was going to be Quentin, <laughs> but... <laughs> And we both cried a little and died inside when we heard that that didn't happen. <laughs> but we did get to get his autograph and we got to hug him, so that made up for it. <laughs> and he was wearing blue silk. Blue silk. And and he was very nice. And, and he actually was uh, very apologetic to me because I was mad at him for taking over um, my guy's role, Richard Chavez's part in War of the Worlds. But we won't go into bitter. I'm not going to be bitter, damn it. No. <laughs> But um, after uh, after that series aired, um, it was a little bit of a, a, a while of a wait. And in that time, MPI came out with the entire series on DVD. Which, if you, if props to you who fellows out there who bought every one of these, they were not cheap at the time they were released. They were like around sixty dollars a pop for a. Um, a DVD set, and that was only partial. It was one volume, and uh, MPI released all of them. And I want to say that by the end of the day, you're looking at twenty. It was at least thirty DVD sets of just the original series, which is insane. Um, and now Netflix is streaming them. So, listeners, you have no excuse. Go watch Dark Shadows on Netflix streaming for free. Um, well, for eight dollars well, a month. <laughs> for eight dollars a month, it, it's so worth it because, like I said, sixty dollars a DVD set. This is at least some of those, and it's eight bucks a month. Um, but then, what happened? Sadly, was uh, sadly, as I say, uh, the the CW came along, and they wanted to reboot the series too. Um, and somewhere out there, this pilot is floating around, and I have yet to see it. I've heard that it has been shown at some of the Dark Shadows conventions out there. Um, but there is a pilot episode of a series where they really younged the cast up. And um, they uh, it never aired, and it was not picked up to be shown, which is funny if you think about it, because this is the same um, network that had... Uh, I, Angel and Buffy spawned from these and they were really looking and I, I had heard that the reason one of the rumors about the demise of Angel was that um, the reason it went away was due to uh, they wanted to start this Dark Shadows boot and it didn't happen but um, Alec I want to say Alec um, oh I'm blinking on his name right now uh he, uh, they, they had a Barnabas. They had all the original characters, but they were all like under thirty. Hmm. And Alec Newman, I knew I'd, it'd come to me. Alec Newman played Barnabas. Uh, my, uh, our original, our first guest on the show, Doug Jones, actually played a character in there. I think he may have been Barnabas after he got out of the coffin, or, or something. A decaying corpse-like creature was Doug Jones. Um, 
But it didn't get picked up, sadly. And if any of you out there have an AVI, I'm going to ask because, damn it, I want to, I want to see it. Um, <laughs> if you have it out there, please send me a copy. I want to watch it. Um, then, once again, you had a, a kind of a lull. And that's when um, Big Finish came back with their... Um, their series of audio dramas, which you can still order, and um, most of the original cast has come back to record for them. Um, and then also Innovation at one time had um, a, a limited run series of the reboot uh, comics. And right, then, and, and their comics also lasted longer than the series did. So it's like once something gets started, we keep it going, and the fans keep it going. But. <laughs> Exactly, they, and they were yeah. beautiful comics too. Innovation. Mm-hmm. They were also the ones that did the um, Anne Rice um, vampire series comics. Um, they're painted. They're in this beautifully painted style and really, really pretty. Um, so those came along, and then uh, the the big finish audios were going on, and then Tim Burton and Johnny Depp pulled together after, you know, making more money than God combined, you know, um, they decided to live out a dream and make mine a reality (laughs) and have Johnny Depp be a vampire for the first time in his storied career. And not only did he pick a vampire um, film to do finally, he picked one of the best vampires to do, which is Barnabas Collins. And thanks to that, now we're seeing this resurgence of things and and in between that that little bit of a lull um you had uh laura laura parker who played angelique and Catherine lee scott both were doing uh writing they both have become pr- very good writers and um there were also a couple of of uh, novels based on the show that i believe that weren't written by them and i'm sorry i'm blanking on who wrote those too but there were a couple others released but laura parker has really become the the um the Dark Shadows fiction writer and uh, Angelique's Descent has actually been reissued as has a lot of Catherine Lee Scott's books on the series that she's done a lot of these beautiful um, scrapbook retrospective books um, and uh, those came out in between then so it, the, 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 the series has just had a life that's gone on and on way after way after it was over and now with Johnny Depp's film and Tim Burton directing it, you've got Danny Elfman back doing the music. And this great, you know, it's got a lot of cred. It's, they're making a very um, honorable and, 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 and loving film to, this, to the original. Um, the only thing we don't know is, is Quentin going to show up? But we do know that the original Quentin is there because, Leanne, what did you find out? Oh, we went to the Comic-Con, and they talked about it, uh, Laura Parker, and uh, I'm blanking on her name now. Uh, Catherine Lee Scott, you hate her because he loves her. (laughs) Uh, That's it, yeah. (laughs) I'm more jealous like uh, Angelique, I think. (laughs) Anyway, they said that they they brought them all back, and they all have cameo cool roles in it. And then also, you also let me know that Christopher Lee is going to have a role in it too and not only christopher lee but alice cooper oh cool yeah he's been promising to make a bela lugosi movie for a long time i don't know i guess it's still i'm still waiting i've been waiting since i was 12 (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but um, I, I'm really excited about this film. It's going to be just, I, I, I think it's just going to blow the, blow the doors off of everything. And um, part of the reason, and, and as you could tell from my intro, is I really believe um, with Twilight and, and, and what it has spawned, to me, Twilight, and here's the Twilight talk, because anymore you have to at least say something about it, but which angers me in itself, but, you know, whatever. Um, Twilight is fluff, and I like fluff. Fluff is good, you know. It, when you recognize, that's what it is. And what has happened with Twilight and um, what has happened with a lot of these younger vampire fans now that have come forward, thanks to Twilight getting them into it, they don't recognize what came before they only want to see you know they only want to take this and and if you say that well what about this over here what about you know have you ever heard of dracula have you ever heard of of you know you can list off a hundred things and they will say but that's not a real vampire and then you didn't then you want to just implode if you're me and 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 you have to like go sit in a corner and breathe heavy for about five minutes but the, you know that my my problem with it is you know you've you've got these fans um i'm really big on old school i'm really big on giving props to to what ha- what made what i have today possible and dark shadows is one of those things it's it's probably one of the progenitors of everything that i love a lot of it um this to this day um with that storylines with bringing all of that stuff to the tv i don't think up to that point there had ever been you know you had the monsters and you had the adams family but this was serious hard daily basis this was not you know to some people it'd be laughable today but at the time that was some dark deep stuff and 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 for that to be brought you know daily on tv was a big deal this was amazing so, I'm it a real. It was so big... dark and deep that they weren't allowed to have it uh, when they were trying to make a comic book. You know, Dark Dan Curtis couldn't even sell it to DC or Marvel because they were following this uh, agreement to not have any. Dead oh, the code. All oh, the code. Yeah. Well, evidently, Gold Key never said they would follow the code, so they were allowed to have the show. You know the. The scary stuff. <laughs> yeah, that and that's why Gold Key had like your. I think twi- the Twilight Zone was part of Gold Key, and and they had a, quite a few of these creepy um, horror comic lines. But that that's the thing is it it was so cutting edge at the time, and because of it, you you know people were now influenced, and you have people like Johnny Depp and Tim Burton making these beautiful, wonderful things that so many people are fans of. And to me to not give props to these guys and especially Dan Curtis who I you know he influenced so much of my life and so much of of Leanne's life too I know you know what what did we when I was five years old what were we sitting in the room watching Night Stalker Night Stalker (laughs) Jessica's first boyfriend he was he was (laughs) Carl Kojak he was my boyfriend um but that was the thing is he Dan Curtis I I that man created so much and when he passed away i truly believe he was not given the the due he was deserved or or touted about as you would as you've seen other people given um 
you know, props when they pass. He gave us this wonderful show. He gave us all these wonderful genre um, made-for-TV films. Um, and then he did something I thought was really great. Like, I, what he kind of did with Dark Shadows was he, he reintroduced people to classic horror literature by making films like The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde with Leanne. Jack Palance, Jack Palance, who just ripped that role. And, of course, there was the Dracula Jack Palance. And nobody goes down stairs faster than him with a cable. With, with authority, too, <laughs> mind you. And, and it was kind of neat because he, um, he kind of reincorporated in that Dracula the, the whole reincarnated love uh, line, love storyline which was brought back in Dracula um, via uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula but and, Gary and, and with Gary Oldman and what was so great about um, Curtis's Dracula was he did what Coppola did many years later he incorporated the whole Vlad the Impaler kind of thing in there too and I, I thought that was great but he did he did those he did picture of Dorian Gray um, and he and and the turn of the screw, which um, was used in the Quentin storyline. That's how they introduced Quentin was using the turn of the screw with the ghosts. Um, but you know, I really feel like Dan Curtis, he he um, he just did so much for us, and not and not just the horror stuff either. Um, Curtis did a lot of work in television and film, and you know, Winds of War and War and Remembrance, um, he did as well with Robert Mitchum, um, and and those were. You know, I remember when those when those were on, and and that was a a massive deal. I think um, they had some of the best ratings ever of many series and stuff ever you know, at the time. But you remember, and it was back when we only had three channels. But <laughs> exactly, yeah. But they and and the scope of that too was brilliant. I, I remember watching that thing. Dang, this is some good. They had some great special effects for those. But um, you know, and then like we mentioned, the Night Stalker, which the original telefilm of that busted records and i think to this day is still one of the most watched original films for tv ever to air and um and then we got the night strangler from that and then we got the tv series with with the brilliant and awesome darren mcgavin and i mean this this guy gave us all of that and if you hadn't had the night stalker there would have been no x-files that <laughs> That was a direct uh, thing that inspired Chris Carter, and he, he even worked to get Darren McGavin into into the X Files as a character, and that happened. But I'm I'm just one of these people. I mean, I, I and I'm I know I'm babbling right now about it, but it means a lot to me that that man gets his, the respect he's due. And I know I've heard stories that he was a hard ass and whatever. Um, but uh, I really really feel like that guy deserves a lot more. And in Trilogy of Terror, Dead and Night. Dead and Night, to me, and I, 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 Leanne, I don't know if you remember this, that it was not the Zuni fetish doll. That thing scared the living crap out of me anyway. <laughs> I remember that. that. You couldn't be around one. <laughs> I wouldn't be around the TV. I mean, that thing scared me worse than The Exorcist did. I remember when you guys were watching that, and I was like, God, I had to have been like under 10 years old. And you, you said something like, hey, Jessica, come here. <laughs> and, uh. And I, I walked into the room, and that thing flashed on the screen for just a second. I don't even think it was moving yet. And I jumped 10 feet and ran out of there quicker than I'd ever moved in my life. 
Oh my God! But um, the the Dead of Night um, was a great. Uh, these were all anthologies too, which I always I always love anthology short story films are are rare than when they're like really good. The Crypt and the Crypt Keeper and those kind. Yeah, and but Dead of Night had the one called Bobby. And that was the one that has one of the best endings and the creepiest final. And uh, oh my God, that thing scar- scarred me forever. And if you go to this website, this wonderful website called Kinder Trauma, kindertrauma.com, <laughs> which is all about things that scared the crap out of you when you were a kid, um, I think one of their icons is Bobby. But do you remember this, Leanne? This, the Bobby episode, the Bobby, the Bobby segment. No, I know about Robert the doll down in Key West, but is it the same? Is it a doll oh, that does stuff? <laughs> no, Bobby. Okay, this is one of the best stories. Um, and when they did Trilogy of Terror two, um, and which is funny because you had like this meshing of everything when that one happened. Um, Lisette Anthony played. Uh, she took over from Karen Black. Karen Black, who was amazing and. Um, trilogy of terror one playing three different characters at least in each um story segment oh man i just realized something this uh, trilogy of terror two combined many things for one um garrett one davies who played nick knight was in one episode of it one part of it lisette anthony from the second uh run of dark shadows played the um three parts in each you know and then um i believe in that one we had the the return of i know we had the return of the zuni fetish doll but they also redid bobby bobby was the story of a woman who brings her child back to life he dies and he she brings her back brings it back but he's not quite right and as the story progresses you realize that bobby's going to kill his mom and it just keeps going and going, and there's some beautiful stalking scenes and things like that. Well, eventually, Bobby, but I'm I'm ruining the story for you, but if anyone that hasn't seen it, just be aware. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. There you go. <laughs> um, Bobby knocks her down the stairs, and as he's walking down the stairs, he's telling her, um, and he's in shadows, by the way, Curtis had this knack for filming in darkness it was great um he's telling her how um you know you hurt bobby and basically you find out that mom killed bobby and um by accident or maybe not and um as bobby walks down this non-bobby i'm sorry non-bobby walks down the stairs he says bobby didn't want to come back mrs so-and-so so he sent me instead and he leans down and he's got this like demonic face of doom as he comes <laughs> near her and that's the last shot is his hideous eyeballs and fangs and and he's just scary as hell he's right up there with that little boy from Salem's Lot and um so that was Bobby and it to this day scares the living crap out of me it's one of the best endings ever and um and by the way that was network television he did this on tv (laughs) so um but i've i've been talking a lot this episode leanne would you like to say something about what dan curtis and and all of the stuff that he made did for you and what it means to you well it's just my it was my childhood it was my 
teenage years and it continues on and now it's going to go again luckily it's being stirred up again I've, I've found the audio cd that i want now that's got jonathan fritt in it and then of course the johnny depp movie is coming out can't wait for that it sounds like it's going to be super uh and i'm not going to go into it critical or anything i'm going to go into it thank goodness they're bringing something i love back to life again you know just like every time they've redone the dracula movies i'm like i've always liked every book bit of it you know the whether it be uh chris lee instead of bela lugosi versus uh Frank Langella instead of Chris Lee versus Gary Oldman instead of Frank Langella. It just goes on and on. It's all good. <laughs> Bring me a vampire. Any vampire will do. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I just had a thought of all of those men in one movie together, and, and I took me in a happy place. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I I would have to say I, I agree. It's kind of like, you know, everybody had this big outrage about them remaking Fright Night. But when you see... You know, and my thing was, I was glad that they weren't trying. Either you can do a remake in three three ways. You can do a horrible remake that makes no sense and does nothing to help help you know give homage to the original, or to take what the original set up and make it something better, or try to do something different that is just as good, or you know it doesn't tarnish anything. And I, it's like with the Fright Night remake. I like that they took what had been set up by the original and, and created something new and something good. That's what I took from it as a huge Fright Night fan. What I can tell the Burton and Depp are doing with this is this is going to be 100% homage to what that was created before. If you, re- if you listen to the interviews with Johnny, you know, you don't, Johnny Depp don't mess around. Johnny Depp does what Johnny Depp loves and he knows his stuff. Um, well, if we've seen similar things. So we've seen the Sweeney Todd, how cool that was. I mean, that was super. And, and it was with those two again. So well, look I'm at Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy he, Hollow too. You know, he they they basically made a. Um, I know he compared him compared her to Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> That's what Johnny said. He wanted Ichabod Crane to be was Jessica Fletcher, this old woman solving the mystery. But I I always got like this great. Peter Cushing take on on his Ichabod Crane. I don't know. It was kind of what I took away from him. And um, of course, you had Dracula in there. Um, Christopher Lee was in that one. But I think that you know, I mean, God Almighty, Johnny Depp's doing a vampire film, and he's not just doing a vampire movie. He could have just done something, you know, whatever. No, he's going to be Barnabas. How amazing is that? That's something I never, ever would have thought would happen, and um, it just—it just means the world to me when things that I love come t- together like that. And I know it's going to be good. Like with *Fright Night*, they got David Tennant to be in it as Peter Vincent. I mean, that was brilliant casting, and he stole the movie. And and it and it didn't slight the original. And I know that's where these guys are going to do with it. They're going to respect it. I mean, Johnny's got pictures of himself when he was like six years old holding Barnabas Collins posters. You know, he was a fan. They're fans. So, Um, but in any rate, uh, sadly, it looks like Stuart couldn't make it tonight. And um, that's sad, but we will get him back. um, Hopefully hopefully he's writing it. Hopefully he's too busy writing the new comic books because I have to tell you that the new cover is out 
for the first one that's coming out, I guess, this month. And uh, it's gorgeous. And it's by a famous uh, uh, comic book artist. Uh, you probably know his name, Frank... Frank Frank Vanelli or something, you know, oh, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. And, well, and I know that it's Dynamite Entertainment is releasing the comics, and Dynamite makes good stuff. And it, what's cool is the the cover for the new comic looks like a gold key, an old school gold key comic book cover. And it says Barnabas is back. <laughs> hell, hell yeah, he is. Hell yeah, he is. So we we are of course you know this. I want to thank Leanne for coming on the show. She. Um, I, I this wanted, isn't what I do for a living, just so you know. <laughs> this is not what she does for a living. She's actually a nurse, and she's been doing that for quite a while. Um, uh, but uh, boy, all these old age references. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed. I'm have Jack Palance and get down and do 20, 20 push-ups for you. What's going on? <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I wanted her to be part of this episode because this episode meant a lot to me. It, it, it's basically me babbling on and on about Dark Shadows and how much I love it. But I really want people, especially the young kids out there that um, have gotten into vampires because of Twilight. I'm not slamming Twilight. Twilight is um, it's it's a great introduction to a lot of better and 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 a lot of not so a lot of a whole new world for you in 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 your reading and in entertainment don't just go by twilight there's a lot of cool things out there um and dark shadows is definitely one of them and and it will just open your eyes to a lot of other good stuff out there for for you who, who love vampires um so please be sure to pick up dynamite entertainment's dark shadows uh new comic series issue number one will hit stands i believe it's this month and um, also be sure to go check out the Big Finish audio uh, dramas for the Dark Shadows episodes. They've also got a ton of... Big Finish has a great selection and library of things. Not just Dark Shadows, but Doctor Who and um, lots of really good stuff. So be sure to check out their websites, bigfinish.com, I believe. Um, but go out there, support Johnny and Tim. Go see Dark Shadows. It hits in May of next year. And it's going to be one of the um, the biggest, I, I think the biggest deal in horror next year is going to be this movie. And um, we, need to, we need to support it and make it a hit so they'll make another one and we can get Quentin. And I'm curious, right. yeah. I'm curious, Leanne, who do you think would be a good Quentin Collins? Oh, my. It'd have to be a hottie, of course. So let's see. Who are we going to go with? <laughs> I've already got mine picked, but I'm, gonna, I'm curious to see who you think. You know, the guy playing Lucian's doing a great job with that werewolf. <laughs> oh, Michael Sheehan? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? That was the rumor he was supposed to be in the Dark Shadows movie as, as um, um, uh, Roger, and that didn't happen. Um, he was sad about that, too, because he's also a fan. Um, but my pick would be um, Richard Armitage. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell's available. <laughs> <laughs> you and Colin Farrell. Sorry to God. <laughs> He's already done the vampire thing. I don't think he's going to go for a werewolf. I think Richard Armitage. He's hairy <laughs> Rich, if you look him up, look up R Richard Armitage. And I actually okay. think I did a comparison photo on uh, Fangirl Mag um, about that. Because he, he's he got it going on. And he's already played um, Guy Gisborne in, in the Robin Hood movies. So, or Robin Hood TV series. And he's in the new Hobbit as Thorne Oakenshield. Yeah. So, in closing... 
thank you so much for listening to us go on and on about how much we love the show. And I, I hope you enjoyed listening to us babble. And um, hopefully we will get Stuart on um, at a time when he's hopefully able to be awake. I'm sure he's probably unconscious right now since it's like 3 in the morning over there. So thank you so much for listening. And I hope you enjoyed the show. And we will see you later on Fangirl Radio. Thank you.